0: This is Michelle Quintado with open door. Did you listen to Let's Talk Relationships with Tina Morales? What? If you haven't, I suggest you go back and listen to it. It was amazing and whoever did listen to it, that you were able to get something out of it because it really did bring together a set of skills that you can apply in your own relationship. So here we go. I'm here back recording a solo. Let's talk a little bit about me and a little bit about culture. Culture to me is a... A social institution. It's a social group of people, of nation, of ethnicity, and where you are in life and what stage. I am going to talk about my social ethnicity in a Dominican home and watching my father be a very festive man who drinks alcohol and use it as a form of celebrating, uses it as a form of getting together with friends, use it as a form of coping. And I grew up watching alcohol, everywhere. I saw drinking as a way of a lifestyle. My dad, he didn't throw me a sweet 16 birthday party, but he took me out to eat with my sisters and he allowed me to have my first glass of wine. And having that first glass of wine really set the foundation for me to think that drinking was okay. It had to be okay. My dad let me drink it. So I figured it's fine. Progressively in my teenage years, I remember going out to the clubs having a drink here and there. But it wasn't until I entered the college culture, I saw that drinking was a norm and that everyone drank. You had your thirsty Thursdays and you had your Fridays and you had your Saturdays. I entered into this college world clueless without understanding what alcoholism was or addiction. During that time, I drank and we went out to the club and we had parties at the college and we drank and drank and drank. There would be days. I would be with a hangover and wouldn't understand why my mind was so foggy, why it was hard for me to concentrate, why I was so irritable, and why my mood swings were just kind of up and down and they fluctuated through however I was drinking the night before. In 2007, I was asked to do an internship and someone had recommended that I do an internship at a rehab as a way to learn about what rehab is about and addiction. And I was very interested. And so I entered into a substance abuse clinic, inpatient, outpatient. I had no clue what addiction was until that moment. I remember sitting down with a group of adults and they all started off with saying, I started drinking and it led me to different types of drugs that eventually took control over my life. And I lost everything in the midst of that addiction. I remember my first day as an intern, I came home and I was in shock and I was so confused. My mind was whirling around in different types of questions because I didn't know what alcoholism was. And no one had ever taught me that. I remember processing my own drinking and saying, well, I do drink three or four or five drinks when I go out to party. And I feel as if I am leading towards the direction of I'm going to get drunk and I'm going to have a great time tonight. But I don't know that if i necessarily needed alcohol as a way to cope. And so as I started identifying that and I started interning in this rehab, of course, immediately I said, I'm going to stop drinking. I did not know that drinking alcohol would lead to an addiction or to other drug addictions. I would sit in front of these group of people and I would learn about their stories and I would learn about their experiences. And there were people just like me that had went to college or at some point they were in their homes and their parents let them drink. And they progressively led into an addiction because one, it became unmanageable, which means that you no longer can manage the drug or alcohol that you put in your body. And two... It had became something that they needed to feel normal. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about that later. So as I started to realize that as much fun as drinking was for me, I started to take a step back in my own personal life and decided to start thinking about, should I be drinking this much? And if I'm drinking, why am I drinking this much? It really made me reflect. And I decided that that was not something I needed in my life. And thankfully at that point, I knew to turn it off and say, I don't have to drink this much, and if I do go out and I have a couple of drinks, that I'm aware of what I'm drinking and how much I'm drinking. The education of addiction really helped me see that there are definitely forms of addictions that people can get into when they don't have the education. And I think that one of the things that society lacks, especially when you come from a home where... You live in poverty or you come from a home where there's lack of resources, so then you don't know that what you're doing can lead to other forms of addictions. And addiction is real. And when it comes to culture, I can speak on my Dominican culture with my parents and them coming from the Caribbean. Drinking is a form of a lifestyle out there. Drinking is a way to say welcome or drinking is a way to let's party or drinking is a way is I celebrate you or I'm warning someone right now. And so I'm going to drink and I'm going to cope because drinking in society is legal and it's a drug. Many people will probably Probably argue this and I'm here to educate alcohol is a drug if not one of the deadliest drugs out of all drugs. Alcohol gets you high and alcohol is available to you 24-7 and you can have it any time of the day whenever you want. And there's no stigma when it comes to alcohol because alcohol is everywhere. And so when there's something that it's available to you and it's everywhere and it's legal, then it must be okay. I'm not here to tell you if you're drinking to stop drinking and I'm not here to tell you about your own personal drinking. I'm here to tell you about my own personal journey When you come from a culture where drinking is accepted, everything seems to be okay around it. Everything seems to be normal. I remember I was dating this guy and he had asked me, come with me to this DUI I have to go to. I'm mandated to come to this because I was called drinking and driving. So I went there and I remember one of the chief executive police officers stood in front of everyone and talked about his story about his three-year-old daughter being killed by a drunk driver. And he talked about, what do you think is one of the things that can help you sober up while drinking and driving? And so a lot of people said water or eating. But I remember the officer saying, none of those things work. The alcohol will be in your system. And the only thing that would help you Get back in that car after you've been drinking, is time. You need enough time in the hours that you did drink before you can get behind a wheel and drive while the alcohol is processing through your body. It takes about an hour or so after a drink or two. And so then you have to calculate if you had three, four drinks, and you have to maybe wait four or five, six hours before you can get behind a wheel. Always be advised that everyone processes alcohol different depending on weight and height, and if you're a male or female. If you're drinking all night and you get in your car the next morning, then you're probably driving in the morning with the alcohol in your system. And that was one of the things I realized because I remember the officer saying, you know when I catch most people drinking and driving? In the morning because they've been drinking all night. They get in their car first thing in the morning and they think that they're fine, but they're still drinking and driving because there's still alcohol in their system. If you're drinking or you're using drugs and it has become unmanageable, you may need some extra support. You may need some help trying to get sober. So, here are a couple of things that I want to leave you with. Number 1, on a scale to 1 to 10. If you're the type of person that needs to drink to get to 10 to feel normal, and that's when you probably have to realize that you might have a problem. Because everyone is at a 1. If you're trying to get to a 10 to feel what you should be feeling at a 1 so that you can feel normal, then that may be a time that you need to realize that maybe you need to put your drink down or stop using drugs. And that could be a sign that you need help. Two, counting your drinks. Count your drinks. If you need to have three, four, five, six drinks, one, that tells you that your tolerance level has become greater. But two, realizing that you have lost control and you need more drinks to make you feel at that 10. Three, alcohol is a gateway drug. I know that drinking is accepted. I know that you're going to find drinking in weddings. You're going to find drinking in going out to restaurants. But remembering that alcohol can lead to other addictions. It can lead to a greater addiction to alcohol or it can lead to other things. Understanding the education that comes behind that gateway piece and how you yourself may have to cut back from drinking. Those are the three things I kind of want to leave you with so you can think of and maybe process. But I'm going to leave that there because next week... Mike Regan, my dear friend, my brother, is going to be stepping in and talk about his own addiction and you don't want to miss this one. He is currently a director for people services in a school district in New York and he is one of the social workers that have inspired me that I'm so honored to know as a friend and he's going to talk about his journey, his experience, and also take us into what that world looks like. So stay tuned. I really hope that you were able to get something out of what I just mentioned. If you are listening, and you have realized at the very end of this episode that you might have a drinking problem or a drug addiction, please contact the nearest helpline near you. There's always one available to you in your area. But also if you need to contact me, I'm available. My social handles are Open Door Talk on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm currently accepting new clients. I want to help you in your own journey. Hopefully you can become educated like I did and then you can become informed so that you can, make the decisions that you know are best for you. Thank you for joining me. I cannot wait to share this episode for next week. This is Michelle Pintado with Open Door Talk.